I am ready. I'm going to go through so many examples for you, Melissa. Hang on to your seat because this is going to be a wild ride. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh- After years of working in the fashion industry, Melissa Velia launched her own company selling scrunchies, ties, and accessories, all of which she hand makes. They are really, really beautiful products I know firsthand, and I'm a big fan of her work. However, her photography is extremely outdated, and I don't think that she's doing herself any favors when it comes to presenting her products online. In order to compete in a very, very crowded space and a world in which digital is first, you really have to bring your A-game. And if you are not bringing your A-game when it comes to product photography, product styling, homepage and website design, you're not going to make it. All of those things need to be amazing in order for you to compete in the current marketplace. So listen and watch as I help Melissa, who went to fashion school and again, worked in the industry for many years. Listen as I help her understand how to innovate her product photography to reach an elevated customer, to sell more, and I believe to even sell at a higher Price, making her even more money per year. I'm also going to address the big elephant in the room, which is Etsy versus your own website. Listen as I share my thoughts and answers on that very, very important question. Hello, welcome, Melissa. I'm super excited to have you on today's episode. As you know, we previously talked on the phone, and I know your business a little bit because you've sold at Unique Markets before, and you are getting ready to sell at another pop-up market of ours. And as I was visiting your website and looking at all of your amazing products, I thought to myself, Melissa needs to be on SOS. I, I'm so excited to help you because I really love your products, and I think that together we can take your business to the next level. So welcome. I would love for you to introduce yourself, introduce your brand and your business, and tell us what it is that you make. I'm Melissa Valia. I own an accessory company, and we make uh, shoe clips and scrunchies and silk scarves. 
Yeah, that, yeah. that's it <laughs> in a nutshell. And you have a background in fashion. You worked in the fashion industry at BCBG, and you've been in the industry for a really long time. This, however, is, of course, your independently owned and operated venture. How long have you been in business? I've been in business legally, and I say when I filed everything. Um, funny story is I decided to start this business. And, you know, I took fashion design in college. I never took, I didn't take the fashion merchandising program or I didn't take marketing or business. I just took fashion design. And so when I decided to start my business, I went to Barnes and Noble. (laughs) I got, what is it? Starting a business for um, dummies. Yeah. (laughs) And I literally, that's what I did. I read it. I did all the forms. I went to the city. I filed. And so that's how I started my business. So I've been in, I legally been in business for 10 years, but I say legally because only in the past five years has it really been an honest, like passion of just continuing to just put everything that I, all the time I have, spare time that I have into that label and brand. Right. And so are you working, I'm assuming at the beginning, you probably had a full-time job. Is this now your full-time job? In the beginning, I had a full-time job as a mom. (laughs) I had two toddlers. (laughs) But yeah, so the last five years I have, this is my full-time job. I do it um, alone for the most part. I mean, once in a while, I bring in the troops to help me with larger orders. Or most recently, we did a bunch of silk bow scarves for a hotel in Chicago for all their, I guess, their workers, their employees, their waiters. Cool. I did have to call in some reinforcement, but for the most part, I do it all. So it sounds to me like you are like every other entrepreneur out there and small business owner. Some of us read books, some of us don't, but we all just kind of dive in. So I want to show everyone, I am wearing one of Melissa's amazing skinny ties. I love a skinny tie. Like this style, it's fabulous. And this print's amazing because it reminds me of Liberty of London. Like it's very floral and antique and the vibe is just, I love it. So I wanted to wear this because I'm such a fan of your line and the products that you make and you make them all by hand. Like you're doing everything, which I, it's very important for people to know that because this isn't mass manufacturing. And I'm going to show you more of her products soon. But the reason I mention this is because when I go to your website, I feel like currently it feels a little generic and it's missing a personality and like a a styling and merchandising edge that can re- I really think we are going to elevate your business to the next level. I am so excited to do that. So you just mentioned that you went to fashion school. You have worked in fashion for over a decade, but I love that you did say, I didn't do fashion merchandising. I did fashion. And that's obviously apparent. Like you know how to pattern, how to sew, how to choose fabrics. Like you know the difference probably of handling like a cotton and then handling a silk when you're sewing. Like these are things that most people do not understand. This is what you understand. 
what you didn't get at school was a little bit of the fashion merchandising side, which now that you're a business owner, you do need. So I am here to like open your eyes to this wide world of visual perfection, and I can't wait to help you. So I am going to open up, and I should preface this with saying the reason also that I wanted to help you today and and share you and your business as an example for all of our listeners and watchers is because so many people out there just like you I think undervalue and undercharge for their products and where whatever or wherever that is coming from is totally natural and it's okay we all do it we all undercut ourselves but I want to use your story to help people understand that like there is an elevated customer. And if if there are customers who, let's say, do not want to pay $11 for a scrunchie, well, I can show them examples where there are scrunchies that are $120. So you can sell anything to anyone. It's about your brand story. It's about you. And I've said this over and over again, but it really is, I believe it's the why and the who, not the what. So Whether a scrunchie costs $3 or $11 or $20 or $100, there is a customer out there for you and they strictly are finding you because of your story. And so part of that is visual storytelling. And this is what I really want to help you with today. So I'm excited. I'm going to share my screen right now and we're going to visit your website, and you are still in the process of building this website. So first of all, I'm very proud of the fact that you are building this website. I'm really proud of you because you mostly sell on Etsy, which is where your store has been for many, many years, but you know how valuable it is and how important it is for you to have your own URL. So you are now building out what is your very own website, which we are looking at now. Oh, love that you have the call to action for the upcoming pop-up shop. And so you are starting to build this. So for everyone watching, this is a work in progress. And it's great that you pulled this all together for us and for the episode. I think that's fantastic. It just shows your entrepreneurial spirit. Then what I want to do is go to your Etsy website, because this is really where you are generating all of your sales and where you have been generating all of your sales for quite some time. And so this is what I really, my overarching thought for this episode is your products speak to me and I think they are so beautiful and special. So let's look at this like beautiful silk ombre-like scrunchie. I love this product. Like this is amazing. But what I think is happening is that the way that you photograph your products is not resonating with the right audience for you. So I believe that whatever it is that you made last year, I believe that you can triple that if you change the way that you're styling and photographing and therefore showcasing your product online. So I am ready. I'm going to go through so many examples for you, Melissa. Hang on to your seat because this is going to be a wild ride. (laughs) So 
I'm scrolling just so everyone watching on YouTube can see the types of products that you sell. For everyone listening to the podcast, she really specializes in these beautiful silk and organza scrunchies. And I want to say like large, voluminous scrunchies, very, very on trend and full and beautiful and colorful. And then elastic belts, like these cute vintage style belts. And as we've already mentioned, the bow scarf, which, you know, can be a wide silk scarf or a skinnier scarf, which is like the one that I'm wearing that everyone can see currently on YouTube. Well, most people actually honestly refer to them also as pussy bows. Yes. Yes. The big voluminous ones. Yes. So if you love a pussy bow, (laughs) this is your jam. (laughs) You need to visit the website. Oh, and the website is, for everyone listening, it's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Is the website going to be Melissa dash? It's melissavelia.com. And if you just enter melissavelia.com, you will go to. Um, Because right now it's showing as like dot myshopify.com. But yes, it's because you're in building phase. I mean, it's still live, but it's just still technically in building phase. Yeah. Okay. So when, just out of curiosity, when do you think you will push it like where it's the Melissa Velia. Um, to transfer my melissavelia.com, I was honestly going to see how sales do on the website for at least a month. Because this is my first rodeo with Shopify and other websites that I've tried. And, you know, I, I pay for them monthly and they don't, they just are not worth my Okay, wait. So you're saying this is your first rodeo or it isn't? <laughs> isn't. It isn't. Okay. I mean, it okay. isn't my first rodeo with Shopify and online uh, websites. I always, you know, end up just going back to Etsy because I produce so much more sales on Etsy than I do every time I try to go on my own with my own website. And so I've never transferred my domain because once I do that, to take it back is such a process. And so I usually just mask it or link it. So if any, any time Melissa Velia, it used to go to my Etsy, but now it's just going to my website. Got it. Okay. So let me just think about that for a second. Okay. So you've done over 2000 sales on Etsy, which is fantastic, but that is over 10 years. Am I right? Yes. The first five years, it was like five sales a year. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You, so really it's like, really it's 2000 sales in five years. Exactly. Okay. So I want to get nerdy on you. And I'm wondering if the reason why you stay on Etsy, which is 100% understandable is because Currently, that is where all of your traffic is coming from. You don't have to do anything because they have built-in traffic. They have people coming to the site who are searching scrunchies and then finding you. That's most likely how it's happening. And that is great. However, Etsy takes a percentage of each sale, right? So not only are they charging you, are they charging you a monthly fee? Uh, yes. And charging me for marketing. (laughs) Okay. So I just, I want to break this down for everyone because this is something, this is a conversation I have over and over and over again with some of our unique markets vendors. I want everyone to understand the business model that Etsy has, which is you're going to pay them for the space that you take up, which is great. 
and they should be getting paid for that, but they also take a cut, aka a percentage of every sale. So I want everyone to understand that because the other platforms, most other platforms do not take a percentage of sales, but their fees are higher. So it appears to people who may not be, who haven't taken the same amount of time that my team and I take in like researching the differences between all the different platforms, what may appear as a higher and so more daunting monthly fee is just that. That is, that is what you pay. I want everyone to understand that the genius with the Etsy business model, genius for them, not for the small businesses necessarily, is that they are taking a percentage of sale from every sale, right? And so I just want to throw out there to you, Melissa, that you've gotten used to that model, which is cool. You've sold 2,000 items, but you aren't conscious of the fact that they are taking more of a cut from you. You have to be aware of that because I do think that this is a this is a very different um like when trying to decide what to do. So when you say that you haven't launched your, fully launched your Shopify site yet because you want to see how sales go because you're getting sales on Etsy, the, the, the problem with that, it's like you can't compare apples and oranges because they're two totally different fruits. So the one fact that I can tell you is that you are paying more with Etsy because they're taking also a percentage of sales. So you just, you need to be aware of that and calculate that into your revenues. Like what are you actually bringing home at the end of the year? So just be aware of that. And then the second thing is, so you've had 2,000 sales in five years. What if, and let's say the average sale is, uh, let's just throw out $50. I don't even know if, but let's just do this for the math. So 2,000 times $50. Well, what if we could, instead of doing 2,000 sales in five years, get you up to the point where you're doing 1,000 sales every single year. So 5,000, you're more than doubling your sales, right? Like that would be the goal. And that's the thinking. It takes the same amount of gumption and courage that you had 10 years ago when you started the business and you went to Barnes and Nobles and you got the books and you read everything that you had to do, it takes that same amount of courage to now step off the cliff because you've been doing this for so long that you're, you're kind of set in your ways and you know the system. But if you have your own website and you start selling and I think having your own website means it, you appear more professional, you're potentially more interesting to wholesale buyers. So if all of those things happen, I believe you'll start selling a lot more. And what is that amount? Okay, so 2,000 times 50 would be $100,000. Okay, but if you sell 1,000 things per year at 50, that's 50,000 right? Per year. Like, let's get you up to a point where, I mean, really, I feel like you could do 2,000 sales a year eventually on your own website. So let's get you to that level. That's what I want. And so the trickling, which is a, it's, it's a steady trickling that's happening now on Etsy for you, but that steady trickle is like, no, I want you to start having something that people share more avidly. I want you to have something that is 
I want you to use Shopify because it's hooked into the back end of both Facebook and Instagram. So then you're, you're, be, you're able to tag products and people can purchase right away on Instagram without having to leave the app or on Facebook. These are really important like innovations, technically speaking, that help e-commerce stores and small business owners. And you want to take advantage of those. You don't want to be like kind of left in the dark where it's like you're not able to hook in and take advantage of all those things. So... That's the first thing. But the bigger thing that I'm excited to talk about is we've seen your website. We're now looking at your Instagram, which features a lot of the fantastic kind of product photography that you have. And I want to describe to the podcast listeners, the product photography is very clean. It's always on a white background and it's of the products. But So everyone understands it is literally the product, like let's say a scrunchie with the paper logoed tag on it. So she has a logo and she has invested in great packaging. So the earrings actually come on, I don't have a pair of earrings, but here's an example for everyone watching on YouTube. So the skinny ties come in a package, like it's a great looking branded package. And the scrunchies, for instance, for everyone watching on YouTube, come again with the branded, I don't know what you would call this. What's the official name for this? Scrunchie holder. Because, <laughs> right. It hold, it basically holds the scrunchie together and has her branding on it. We'll, we'll say that. So the photography is top-down photos of these products, but it's just like the single scrunchie on a white background It's lit well, but again, it's just the product on a white background. So the issue with this is there's no story that is able to be told. And again, it really does come down to story. And I know entrepreneurs hear this all the time. It's about the story. It's about the story. When they hear that, they think personal story, my story, the story of how I started, the story of my parents being immigrants and wanting a better life for me. they That's where their minds go to. That is absolutely part of your story. However, the photography that you use on both Instagram, on all of your social media feeds, and on your website are crucial because they tell a story. And when you photograph products on plain white backgrounds with nothing else, a story is not being told. And There's an art to the way that you tell that story because if you think about a store, let's go with anthropology, who clearly targets women, I would say probably women in their 30s and 40s, could be wrong, but I'm just throwing that out there. And I want to say that like the personality is like a little bit shabby chic, a little bit modern, definitely feminine, like there's a lot of skirts and dresses at anthropology. And In their styling of the store, that comes across because they're trying to help tell that story. So if they're selling dishware like mugs and butter dishes that are kind of shabby chic, they're probably going to use vintage wooden pieces to sell that as opposed to like, let's say, a bright white stand or table, which you would see at a Nike store. Totally, two totally different customers. So... Here's what I want to show you, and I'm super excited to show you my inspiration that I found. I went onto Pinterest, 
and found a lot of photos so that the audience can really see with this episode what I'm talking about when I say, you know, here's how Melissa has taken the photo and then here's how I believe you could take the photos and that will elevate the photography, the story, and I guarantee you, you will start seeing a difference in sales. So you sell toe clips. Is that? Shoe clips. <laughs> Shoe clips. I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Okay. So you sell beautiful, fun shoe clips and the way that you have styled them, and this is just one photo that I'm showing right now. So the way that you've styled them is with high heels, which obviously is most likely how most people use shoe clips. However, because of the last year, <laughs> very few people are wearing high heels. Like it, it's a, it's a, that they will be back, but they're not back yet. And so I wanted to throw out there that this is a beautiful photo that I found on Pinterest of a shoe clip, which is clipped onto the back of high heels and it looks beautiful. But the extra styling that this photographer did was that, you know, they're on a piece of fabric, there's a stack of magazines. So it's not just being photographed on like a, in a white studio space. They're adding some details that add some visual interest, which help the person's eyes, but also helps convince them to purchase as opposed to like a stark, like a pair of high heels with a shoe clip. Because what's hard for people to imagine is like, is this, is this my style or is it not? Now, a bow shoe clip can literally be for anyone who's going to wear a high heel to an event, but unless you show styling and give a little personality to those photos, it's hard for the average person, especially those who are not creative, to understand how to wear them. So I'm just going to scroll here to find a shoe clip photo. So here's I'm enlarging. So here's a photo of your shoe clips. So cute. But again, it's just the heels. And there's nothing wrong with the actual technicality of this photography. It's lit well. It's centered. I like how the shoes are off kilter. But again, it's, there's no personality, unfortunately. And my second recommendation is because very few people are wearing high heels right now, you might want to find ways to have some fun and have these be on like the back of a pair of like black and white Vans high tops. Like you want, you might want to try to incorporate a little bit of different vibes so that different types of people with different types of style can see how a shoe clip doesn't have to just be for a special occasion or a pair of high heels, especially since, again, like I said, I had to wear heels yesterday for a photo shoot and I almost died. They were on my feet for half an hour and as soon as I could take them off, they were off my feet. Yeah, I'm a totally flats girl and I actually do have some <laughs> of the pictures on flats. Some of the shoe clips are on flats and I think I only have one shoe clip photographed on, they're not like, they're like wannabe converse, but right. for the most part, yeah, like these ones right here, these are kitten heels. They're just like flats yeah. with kitten heel, but yeah. Right. But see, so you with the fashion background, A, know what a kitten heel is. I mean, so do I. I would like to think most people would, but I can guarantee you, Melissa, most people don't. So what's interesting is it's still, again, it's still a very feminine style. And I think that you can just, especially because you are SoCal, for listeners who are 
listening from all over the world, that means Southern California. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a SoCal girl, Vans, Converse, like there's, there's a very like skate surf culture down here. And I think that you could have so much fun with like incorporating these bows on some of those shoes. And then of course, I think you already know the second thing I'm going to say, which is you really need people to also be in the photos. (laughs) And I know it's hard during COVID, but at first we're starting to get out of it. Second, with your products, people could still be wearing masks. Like you could be shooting the back of someone's, you know, Converse or Vans with shoe clips on them and getting them like at the beach or with palm trees in the background. And, you know, you're not anywhere near their face or... So I think there's a safe way to shoot all of this stuff with friends and family or reach out on your Instagram and say, like, I'm looking for real-life customers or people who want to be part of a shoot in exchange for some product, you know? So it doesn't have to be something that breaks the bank for you as well. So throwing that out there, here's another shot just to give you some more inspiration. It's very similar to the last shot that you had, which was like of kitten heels or flats, like a ballet flat with the shoe clips, but they incorporate more options, which I think is fun. And there's, instead of a plain white background, they've used like wrapping paper or something like that. So I think that this just gives you some inspiration on ways to showcase the product, thinking, okay, I've got the one shot already of the product on the white background. You only need that shot once. Then you have to think lifestyle. So people are going to look at that photo on my website, but they also need to see it in real life. Like what are some other ways that I can shoot this product that shows it that is not just that white background photo? So that's another example. So we were just able to kind of talk through, for instance, the toe clips. Where I think your sweet spot is, it's the... It's the bow scarves, the pussy bows, and the scrunchies. To me, this is like, this is where I think your sweet spot is. It's, they're all textiles, but you use really high quality fabrics, which is important because a lot of these products are mass manufactured, made abroad with terrible working conditions in factories. And there are so many reasons why people should be conscious of like what the environmental impact and the human impact is when they shop that way. Whereas when they buy these same items with you, it's higher quality all the way around. It's single origin production. So you're making everything. So it's less harmful for the environment with all of the shipping. There's so many different reasons, but also your eye for fabrics and materials is really good. And that's the thing that I believe will separate you from the average person out there who's jumping on a scrunchie trend. You've been making them for years and your fabrics are superior. So here's what I want to do. Here's a photo of how exciting this is like meta. I have the item right here. It is a beautiful, beautiful strawberry scrunchie. So exciting. And then here's the product photography. And I'm going to scroll through. For those of you listening to the podcast, what I'm doing is scrolling through the thumbnails that she offers on her store. And they're essentially the same photo, almost the same photo. They're all on plain white backgrounds. 
and it's all studio photography. And when I say studio photography, it means that it's in, you know, there's a white background. There's no, it's not in an environment. It's in a clean white environment. And she does have one fabulous photo of the scrunchie on a wrist. I'm assuming that's probably your hand. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it's a cute photo. So of all the photos for this strawberry scrunchie, this is the only one that I think helps tell a story because it shows the size of the scrunchie. Once you have the hand and the arm in there, you have a reference of like, is this for a small, is this for my daughter, a toddler, or is this for me, an adult? So that's boom, one thing right off the bat that it helps with. It helps tell that story. You do absolutely need one top-down photo of, a, of all of your products against the plain white. And that's just because if an editor is going to showcase your product in a magazine, they need it shot that way because they can remove the white background and add the strawberry scrunchie to any sort of layout that their graphic designer is using. So that is important for everyone listening. You need one product shot that is against plain white. But other than that, you really need to tell a story with the rest of your product shots. You need to show the size. You need to sh Some people will show a quarter <laughs> for people to understand, but there's much better ways to do that. And so I want to show you some of the things that I found. So I love this brand, Machete, and they create acrylic marbled products, everything from handheld mirrors to combs to brushes. And they're very popular on Instagram and Pinterest. Very, very popular. I think part of that popularity is due to the beautiful photography that they do. And I envision this style for you. So you have your scrunchie shot on the plain white, which is what you need to do. But then you have much more beautifully shot where it's not just plain white. And if all that means is you taking a photo of a variety of your scrunchies, the strawberry one, a plain colored one, the ombre one, and you shoot all of them together with not a white background, but maybe a pink or a red or a tan, if you can bring in objects. So if you were to go to Home Depot or like a Michael's craft store and buy you know, some round orbs of wood or just plain like square cubes of wood or even cement blocks at Home Depot. This may sound nuts, but this is very much in, in the world of like retail merchandising styling. This is what's very popular right now. So if you can imagine, you know, a concrete block and then all of your beautiful scrunchies, the scrunchies pop and there's a juxtaposition that happens because the scrunchies are very delicate and beautiful and silk and organza. The concrete offers this like brutalist background. So the juxtaposition of your products with something very plain and hard like that actually makes a really interesting photo. And so I just think with this one example that I'm showing on the screen right now, it shows how you can bring more products into one photo. It doesn't just have to be the strawberry scrunchie, even though the person may be on the strawberry scrunchie page. It inspires them to see. And then, to be perfectly honest, then you start convincing them to do multiple 
scrunchies. So suddenly they're already interested in the strawberry scrunchie, but you're showing them a few others and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I also want the heart organza one because how freaking cute is that everyone, right? So that's how you start to increase your, the number of things that people put into their cart. It's all kind of this science. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of inspiration from Machete. They're so, so good with their photography. One thing I also want to point out with this photo that I'm showing everyone online right now is the use of shadow too. That is key because it's not that plain white product photography that's very cold. They're using shadow as well. The next photo that I want to show you is quite literally a scrunchie. <laughs> it's $30. I want you to let that resonate with you. It is an organza. So they are using a nice fabric, not just like a cheap thing, but it's $30 because you and I had a conversation. Your scrunchies are 11 and you thought, or 12 for the strawberry one, for instance, and you thought that that might be too pricey. Yes, it is pricey when you are on Etsy and you are one of 200,000 people selling scrunchies, many of them very poor quality, made, shipped from China. Like, so if there's a $4 scrunchie out there, yes, your $12 scrunchie, you shouldn't be in the same atmosphere as everything else because it's not everything else. It's unique. It's well-made. It's handmade by you, a woman in California. Like these are all things that you need to be loud and proud about. And then instead of selling them for $12, I told you this previously, I believe your scrunchie should be at more of a $20 level, if not like 22. I only say 22 because 22 is my lucky number, but 20, I honestly believe you could do a $20. And again, this proves that there are, you know, ones in different ranges. The reason I wanted to show you this photo is because it's very similar to the photo that you have on your website of the scrunchie on your wrist with your hand. However, they're taking it to the next level, which I think is really important for you by tying in fabric. So like if there's a sleeve, if, there, if you're wearing plain black, or if you're like with the styles that I have here that are very, they're shades of pink, you know, you might want to go with something very neutral, but you can create a vibe in a photo with the accessories and the styling that you add to it. So again, you see her wrist, you see the scrunchie, but you also see a bit of sleeve and you see jewelry. And those are things that are actually very important in, again, creating a mood and telling a story. So there's some more inspiration for you there. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Okay. We are still in a pandemic. It is hard to potentially book models, find friends to do this. But I think, I think you probably have friends and family that can do this. And again, I wanted to show you this because this is where creativity comes in. You don't have to show faces, right? Get your friends and family, get your mom, get your, like, get anyone to have them come in, shoot them. But again, you're showing the products in fun, interesting ways. For everyone listening right now, there is a model with her back turned to the camera. So all you see is her um, blonde, flowy hair, and she has two scrunchies. She has one on each wrist, and she's kind of, I don't know what she's doing. No one would really do this in real life. She's just kind of touching the back of her own head is it a beautiful photo and does it make me want to buy those scrunchies? Yes. 
She's looking for her bobby pins. That's what it is. Yes, that's the key. Or she's <laughs> thinking about French braiding her hair, you know? But, but again, this just shows how you can have fun with it. Here's another one of the exact same model, but this time the scrunchie is actually in her hair. Again, it's not just top-down photos of a product on plain white. You have to integrate it to really tell a story, and then you're going to find the right customers because you are now offering a visual identity that will help bring in those customers who are willing to pay $20, $30 for a, again, handmade by you with love and pride. This is very important language that needs to be on your website. Yes. And I, it's like one of those things where I, I try to incorporate that, you know, cause I don't believe in like mass production of one item. I kind of don't like, I have like being in the industry so long. I, I saw a lot of fashion waste. I know where it goes. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep it to a minimal and just kind of refresh so often with all the different, I love fabric. It's my thing. It's yeah. People are like, how are you inspired? I'm like, (laughs) I love fabric. I have so much of it. And, um, that's kind of how my design process goes. It's like, we're going to do this scrunchie for a while, but when it sells out, it's going to sell out. Like you need to get your scrunchie before it sells out. Yeah. I mean that, that's the difference with buying from, you know, giant corporations and buying with independent brands and sellers. And that's what's so great about it. It's unique. Like not everyone is going to have this, this scarf or this bow or this scrunchie. So here's one more photo that I wanted to show you, which is so simple to achieve and yet really, really beautiful. And hate to say it, but this is anthropology. And like, you also need to look to some of the large retailers because they have giant budgets and they're just like pumping out photography for all of their products. Small businesses can 100% take inspiration because these are the companies that that are kind of helping to create what is stylish, what is thought of as trendy, not just the products, but in photography too, because they have money to advertise. So it's important to look at what big businesses are always doing because they are kind of setting the bar. And so this photo that I'm looking at is a, it's a bunch of scrunchies and they are shot on a sage green paper and they have clearly taken paint and just painted a piece of wood with the same color sage green. And I have to say, it's really beautiful because it offers depth. The scrunchies aren't just on one level plane, like one piece of paper. They are now, like some of them are an inch higher because they're sitting on this piece of wood. Again, shadow comes into play, color comes into play, and it just helps the eye like focus in and it creates that mood. So these are all ways that people can use photography and you will hopefully be using photography soon to again, create a mood and tell a story. I am wearing the skinny floral scarf bow. (laughs) And again, I was just like, I don't know what to call it. What can we call it? We'll just call it the Melissa bow, the Melissa bow. Okay. (laughs) The Melissa tie, I don't know. And so the reason I mentioned this is because yes, you can have it photographed on your website on plain white but you can have fun with it. You can unravel it and have it, you know, appear like a scrunchie on 
a painted surface or on a bookshelf. Like, you know, like when you're getting dressed, you know, you take off a tie and you throw it on the bed or like, it would be cool to just see some of your ties, not on a mannequin, the way that you have it behind you that displays it in like a very fashion industry way. Like if you were going to go to an agency to place wholesale orders. You'd be like, show me all the bows. And they would have a mannequin in the office with it displayed. And so this is how you're photographing your current products. It's on a mannequin. Again, you have to stop that immediately because there's zero story. And to be perfectly honest, there's like a, there is oddly a strange like mass manufactured made in China vibe. I don't know why, but there, there is. So I think that what you need to do instead is photograph it on someone or yourself, get someone to photograph it on you, tied in different ways, but also you don't want people to just be like, if that, that's the only way, right? So again, what I said, having it just on the top of a dressing table with jewelry next to it and a candle next to it, like real life situational photos, I think help inspire the customer. Having a scarf or a tie just thrown on a linen comforter, again, would look beautiful. So it's, you need to capture, that's what your store photography should be. Because as soon as you do that, and I trust me on this, Melissa, as soon as you transition all of that photography from what is currently there to photography that looks a little bit more styled and propped, you're going to start selling more. Like, Hands down. Okay. I, and it's hard, I know it's hard to hear because you're like, O-M-G. I have 39 products. Of those 39 products, I have three colorways and it starts to get really intimidating. But the amount of hours that you spend on this, like dedicate a full week, every single day that week, you're just going to be shooting products. And like all of your skinny ties you can get done in an hour. Just like put them all, like you're in your bedroom, just set them up, boom, 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 one after another. So like you're, you're efficient with your time and you're getting all this stuff shot and then you're on to the next thing. But because that, that investment in those photos, that's your first impression. When people go to your website, the first impression is going to be that photography. And if it's not styled and propped the way people are used to seeing it, they're not going to be interested. So you've got to do that right away. Then I want to help you get confident in just do, do your own website. Trust me on this. It's hard to make that jump, but think about that. They're taking dollars from you with every single purchase. Think about that. Oh, I know. <laughs> Trust so me. I know. Let's get you moved on. And I cannot wait to see the changes start to take place and you know, I don't want to intimidate you with saying you need to do it ASAP, but summer is here. California is starting to open up. People are starting to exit their houses. They want to look cute. They want to look good. So this is the time to like, to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'm definitely, um, I guess I'm just doing a lot of head nodding because I'm processing. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Okay. What do I do first? The more I'm in business, the more I realize it's, it's very, what I've been told by my customers and it's just very feminine. And so I just didn't know how to incorporate that, but I do have male customers who love the skinny bow scarf. Like that's like the most, one of the most popular things. Actually, that's probably one of the only things I have male customers that they do buy bow scarf. So when you said display on like on a bed, I thought, 
well, how do I do, how are they going to know that it goes on the neck? <laughs> like, I know obviously the dress form is outdated, so it would just be. <laughs> I'm like, right. Well, um, well, so let, okay. So let me give this advice. You can't be everything to everyone. I know. So like do some that's my men. personality problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's everyone's personality problems. Like that's the pro that's, you have to narrow it down. So like, yeah. do some men buy the skinny scarves? Yes. Is it the majority? No. So why are you spending your time speaking to the minority and trying to figure out like, well, I don't want to exclude them. I do this all the time too, but it's not about excluding people, but like you're a business owner, you need to survive, you need to sell your products. So narrow the focus, like, you know, and like, I almost think you're getting in the way of yourself, the way that you just said that sentence, because you were like, well, how do they know that it goes on the neck if it's like a piece of fabric on the bed? Well, because they're they're on the page of your website that sells that product, and that's not the only photo. You also have the photo that you've already taken of that item on plain white. You also have two more photos that show it on the neck. And so, like, again, I'm going to say absolutely what you need to do right now when we finish this call is you need to go on to, I'm going to throw out jcrew.com because they, they have both male ties and potentially have female ties. I want you to go to jcrew.com and I want you to click on hair accessories, any hair products that you see on their website. I want you to click on shoes. Now, granted, you don't sell shoes, but I want you to click on shoes because you do sell shoe clips. And I want you to click on a tie. And I want you to look at those three product page pages and be very, screen grab. I mean, this is how granular you have to get. Screen grab exactly what you see from the copy and the way they describe the product to all the different types of photos that they have for the customer or potential customer that shows that tie. Because it's not just one photo and it's a bunch. And that's what you should use as your inspiration. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> that, that helps. That gives me more of a direction. <laughs> yes. Go like go and copy people who have who do this all day, day in and day out, and just use all of the research that they all the dollars that they've put into researching how to sell to customers and copy their style of photography. Not the style, but like the shots, because that's what you need. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I hope this has been helpful. I know it's daunting because you have to reshoot everything. But but again, 2,000 products in five years, there are stores that are selling 20,000 products a month. You know, so like change the photography, do it on your own website, which I believe for the average shopper and the average consumer is like more trusting. People have more trust with it. It's like, oh, this is someone who is in business. They're a professional. And let's see where you go. I'm super excited for you. Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yay. Today's top takeaways include number one, your product photography directly relates to your sales. Great product photography can help elevate your brand. They can tell your story. They can tell a story and they can even allow you to charge higher price points. 
Yes, let's make more money, y'all. Here's the thing. Good product photos are not just the item taking, taken on a plain white background. You need to include depth, shadow, personality, all of these things and the way that you style the products with other items in a photo help not only tell a story but set a mood and attract a customer. AKA, they convince someone to purchase and buy that product, not just look at it and click away. Takeaway number two, change is not easy, but it is necessary to evolve your business. Many people using Etsy aren't thinking about the fact, for instance, that they are paying a small percentage per item sold. So every sale that you make, you are giving a percentage of that sale. Whereas some of the other e-commerce platforms might charge a little more for a monthly fee, but they aren't taking a cut of every one of your sales. So you really need to step outside of the old you and the original entrepreneur when you started the company potentially years ago and realize that even though it takes work to create and build a new website, it is necessary. Also, it can help your bottom line. Takeaway number three, pricing is subjective and do not let a few comments sway you in a bad direction for you and your company. You can sell anything to anyone if you market and present it well. The price doesn't necessarily matter. It's the why and the who, not the what. Personal story here, when I started Unique Markets in 2008, I sold tickets. We are still to this day pretty much the only curated market and fair that sells tickets. Almost everyone else, their fairs and markets are free. However, tens of thousands of people buy $10 tickets to our events because we have educated them on the value and the importance of that $10 ticket. Number one, it helps sustain our small business. So do not undercut yourself if you sell a $20 scrunchie or a $3 scrunchie or a $100 scrunchie, there are people who will purchase your products. You just need to present them well, tell your story, and let them understand the why behind that price. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five once again, that's five star rating. And remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.